I do it for Hip Hop Podcast, episode eight, featuring Court Bragg, hip hop and sports. Welcome. Make sure you subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, also SoundCloud, DJ Bugsy215. I got my man Court Bragg, associated producer for NFL Films. We're going to be talking about hip hop and sports and how they collide on so many levels. Welcome to the podcast, man. Appreciate you coming. Thank you, man. I had a had an opportunity to meet this young brother at a networking event in Philly about a couple months ago. And we were just talking behind the scenes how we both have dreams and aspirations to be in media and how we are a one-man band and we kind of like got to do it and our family and friends might not understand it. They might not even care about it, but that cannot deter you from reaching those goals because you talk a little bit about your journey you being a young guy, and you wasn't always an employee for NFL Films. Talk a little bit about before you took that step in that arena. Mm-hmm. It all started in college. Okay. In 2013, I was a junior, and I, that's when I found my love for storytelling and being a, a, a journalist. Right. And I had aspirations of being on the news. Okay. And, uh, you know, I went to Westchester University. Shout out to Westchester. Shout I went to, to Lincoln. Lincoln. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Westchester. And from there, mm-hmm. um, I started just putting two and two together. Just okay. To be a storyteller. Right. And um, f- from there, mm-hmm. um, I just kept on learning about media and learning about what it takes to uh, be a journalist. And uh, after college, right. I interned with the NFL. But that just it opened my eyes to what is possible. And... Um, It just opened my eyes to what was possible out there. Right. And um, mm-hmm. so I interned with the NFL. I still okay. had the aspirations of it. And how know. did you get the intern? Because that, that has to be hard. Like, I know it was probably like a thousand people trying to. Man, they say <laughs> they say it's harder to, to get into Harvard than it is to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry. It's harder to get into NFL films than it is to get into Harvard. Seriously? Because you get so many right. applications, but there's only so many spots okay not a lot so my a lot of people don't know right my journey to nfl films was very difficult i didn't get it my first year oh you tried i tried twice you tried twice yeah and i I got it the second time okay uh, the first time it was humbling Mm because i believe in seeing is believing so when i first went to nfl films i was like yo this is where i want to be right you see the big building you see the emmys yeah and i was like like instantly i fell in love right and i you know, I walked out of that interview and I felt really good okay. and confident in myself and I didn't get it. It was humbling. It hurt. Right. It was my first, you know, all my life I always, I was used to mm-hmm. to just falling just short, man. You know. I'm, Me too, man. Yo, I, I can relate to that. Oh you my know, God. You know, crazy. us, we're not the tallest dudes in the world. <laughs> no, we're so not. Was, you know, I was an athlete too. Okay. Oh, you was? Mm-hmm. I played college football. You played football. in Westchester? Mm-hmm. What was your position? I played wide receiver. Seriously? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. That's crazy, bro. I would have never thought. Not to say that guys are height can be wide receivers, but it's not. It's not. It's not. It's rare. It's, it is rare. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I play slot. Okay. And you know, just all my life, I had to fight. Fight. And, uh, and know, we light skin, so that we, we, uh, <laughs> we are light skin. <laughs> but I've I've gotten the short end of the stick so many times in my life, so I always had to work harder. Right. And um. And smarter. And smarter, but you know, long story short, mm-hmm. I. Didn't get it the first time. It humbled me, but it made me go harder. It made me grind harder. So my senior year at Westchester, okay, I just, I just gave it all. I gave it one hundred fifty percent, and right. um, mm-hmm. I came back okay. to NFL Films. I had a lot more mm-hmm. of a credibility, and just you know, just a small word to the wise. Right, you gotta trust everything in your life, 
if a door closes, that means something better is about to come. Right. And it did. The timing was so perfect on how me not being able to get the internship because okay, with me graduating mm-hmm. and getting it the second year, it worked out perfectly because then I got hired within the company. That wouldn't have happened had I got the internship my junior year. So when I look back at it, I'm just like... In retrospect. It, it was it was perfect. You timing. Know, the timing was perfect. And timing is everything. And I, I wasn't good enough to get that job, you know, the first time. Okay. I, had I not been humbled, I don't know if I would have went as hard. Right. So it just, it worked. I look at my life two years later from mm-hmm. graduating college. Okay. It worked perfectly. and uh, That's good. And, and now, you know, I do some amazing things. I'm super blessed to be at NFL Films. Right. I'm the youngest one there. Um, I'm the youngest African-American there. And it, it, and I, I pride myself in that because it's, it's a blessing. It and, is. Uh, I never thought in my wildest dreams I'll be doing what I'm doing. So, yeah. Uh, Speaking of doing things, the part that blew my mind when we had our conversation, a networking event, is that you won an Emmy. Now, talk a little bit about that night because I seen the pictures, I seen you holding it. Was you nervous? Did you have a speech prepared? Like, like how did that whole transition? I won it on behalf of of the. It was a. It wasn't just me. It was uh, so I worked on the show, and it was it was multiple uh, producers. Okay, to win that. You know, in college, I never knew what a Emmy was. Right. And never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would be able to have that and uh, have that honor. You know, right. a lot. The Emmy is the highest award in television. And, and for, you know, NFL films, we have so many, but you never think it's possible for you to have one. And it was just amazing. And it's amazing. Now I got it a year later, a year after I graduated college. And. It's That's just, crazy, it, it's amazing and it's truly a blessing. And I'm just super thankful to work at a company where, you know, we're able to, to win those. And they and I had the opportunity right. to be on that show. And I mean, shout out to NFL Films. We we do some amazing things. A lot of people don't know how much work goes into the shows that we do. We produce a lot of man hours and it's just rewarding to get that, okay. that trophy. And I remember when I first got it and I held it, I was like, "It was heavy." I mean, it has my name on it, and I'm like, you know, it, it leaves you speechless because you're like, how, you know, me, I'm from Sickleville, New Jersey, and right. I'm like, how does a kid from Sickleville, New Jersey, just, I look at my life, right. and it's just like, at tw- I was 20, I just had turned 23, I'm just like, how, how does this happen? And uh, it's it's amazing, Super dope, man. and uh. You definitely gotta get a hand clap for that, man. <laughs> I appreciate definitely, it. Man. Seriously, man. Bro. Thank you. Seriously, it's, man. That's it's a blessing, awesome. bro. It's great. Definitely, definitely. So, also, man, it's been a lot of talk, and I don't know how far you can go with this, but it bothers me that my team, the 49ers, Colin Kaepernick, not being able to get a job in the NFL. I don't, I don't know how far you can touch on the subject. But it's mind-blowing to me that Jay Cutler got a job at Miami Dolphins and Colin Kaepernick didn't. He only took a knee. He took a knee because social injustice in this world and because of the kids that got killed by police officers and they got off. So what are your thoughts? I know you can't probably go too far into it, but yeah. from an African-American perspective, how do you feel about that? Um, I can't go too deaf and I'm not, but right. I think that you know, living in America we have every right to exercise our First Amendment. And Absolutely. if you want to protest in whichever way you want to, uh, I do think because we live in America, you have that right. Okay. And, you know, it is 
it's it's a little messed up to see what's happening, you know, because it's just right. You know, this is how he feeds his family, his family. and exactly. uh, you know, I, I feel like Colin, he's a good player, and you know, I will, I wish somebody gives him a shot, right? But um, you know, it's a shame because a lot of people don't see what Colin, the positives that Colin are is doing. You know, exactly. I'm a suit guy. I love suits. And I just got exposed to custom suits. And um, <laughs> I mean, suits are expensive, but a lot of people exactly. don't know. Colin, he donated, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of suits to right. those in the need. And, you know, he's, I know he's went back to um, Africa and, and, exactly. and done some charity events. And, right. you know, he's doing some really amazing things. And I wish people would focus on the person right. instead of what he, how he was just, exercising his first amendment Absolutely. and um you know i think if anybody i don't know colin kaepernick but it seems like you know he's a is a he's a cool dude and right. he just trying to just bring shed light on yeah. something in our country that absolutely you know should be addressed and right. um you know that's all i say about that you know I, I i hope that he gets opportunity i don't know if he will but um if not right. then i know that at least he he just raised awareness to an issue in our country. Absolutely. The only thing that also blew my mind about this whole narrative on Colin Kaepernick was Michael Vick's comments that if he cut his hair, that he'll be able to get a job in the NFL. And I feel like that's another hysterical, typical type of narrative that is put on African-American athletes. So if I have cornrows, if I look like Kawhi Leonard, I can't get a job. And I think that's that's a false narrative. Do you? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the NFL, it's probably I don't know thirty percent of the players have um, dreads or cornrows, or exactly, you know. So I I don't and you know they're employed. I don't I don't think that right his appearance has anything to do with it. It was exactly. the uproar right that uh, caused it that was caused from him processing. Absolutely. So, so let's stay in the NFL. Mm -hmm. How long have you been a fan of the NFL? All my life. Um, <laughs> I grew up. Mm -hmm football fan I always want I wanted to play in the NFL and I remember okay. I remember when I was younger watching NFL films right TV shows when Steve Sable came on a on a screen and a lot of people don't know NFL films where we were our staple is that slow motion okay and I remember wanting to be in the NFL to catch that slow motion football that was coming at coming to me you know that <laughs> yeah. spiral they, uh, and now that I think about it when I look at stuff that I look at as a kid they was known for that the slow iconic motion spiral shot and right you know the the quarterback doing the cadence, right? And the the ISO shot on the wide receiver in the stance about to catch the touchdown, right? And um that found that a, a love for football grew in me because of watching these these videos when I was younger and then playing football, being an athlete, right. high school football, college football, right? You know I loved football. I was just football, 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 okay. and uh, and now I can't get away from it. I see football every day, <laughs> but uh, I've always loved football. Yeah, the essence of. Uh, just what football does for, for the for the communities and the right. lives. Like football, it's people love football in America. Yes. You it's know, the number one sport. It's the number one sport in like from the high school level. And sometimes, you know, arguably the college level is more more um fascinating to, to America because as a whole than, than, than the, the NFL, NFL level. That, that's true. So football is is an amazing sport. It's that, an American sport. It's an American sport that brings people together and it right. uh it's strong, strong culture in in America. Definitely. So, who are your top five NFL players of all time? Of all time. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Jim Brown. 
Yeah, I found a newfound love of Jim Brown being an NFL film, just watching this guy. What he he stood for, Barry Sanders, Michael Vick. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Jim Brown, Barry, Michael Vick. I'm a huge, um, I was a huge Sean Teller fan. Okay. I love Sean Teller. And I'm um, say, so Barry, Jim. Michael Vick, Sean Teller, and I'm gonna go with uh, Brett Favre. Only because when I was younger, I loved Brett Favre okay. um, playing in Green Bay. Yeah, I had Brett Favre everything. Okay. And, uh, so he's number five. I'll say he's my last one. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's good. But see, the thing about that is, bro, and I respect your top five. Definitely the Jim Brown. Definitely the Michael Vick. But Brett Favre, man, he's known <laughs> for having one. the most. Interceptions <laughs> of all time, <laughs> and it's that, like, yeah, that's the only thing about Brett Favre, man. And he and he does have a lot of comebacks, but that's because you put your team behind with all those interceptions. <laughs> you wouldn't have them comebacks if you didn't do the interceptions. That's a childhood so, pick. Oh, all right. I'm gonna go, I, I was going back me down memory lane. No, I, I, no, I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. Um, and where do you think he's going to rank when it comes to Green Bay quarterbacks? Is he going super succeed Aaron Rodgers? Because mm -hmm. a lot. No. I think, I think only because, because when you when you talk about rankings, it it's it's everything. It's not just the numbers. You got to go on right his career. So it's like the 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 relationship. And I think yeah. because even though Brett, I still think is loved in Green Bay. Right. Because you can see when his when he came back, I believe in Ring of Honor, how the fans just welcomed him back. Yeah. But there was such a bad divorce between Green Bay, Bay fans and, and Brett, Brett Favre. Favre. Definitely. In which you go to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is not leaving. He's a poster child. He's a poster child, and he's never severed that tie. So I think when you look at who's going to be mm -hmm. the best packer between Favre and Rodgers, right. and, and Rodgers is still, I think, in his prime. You know, he so is. it's like Definitely. he might be able to squeeze another Super Bowl. Maybe. Yeah, maybe we hope. So because I don't want to see Tom Brady get it. I, I really <laughs> Tom, don't. Tom I, think killing it. <laughs> I think I, I keep I keep I keep hearing he's the greatest of all time, but I don't agree. Man, if you saw Super Bowl Fifty One, <laughs> I was there. I was at the game. I mean, oh my God, Tom! I mean, you you can hate Tom all you want. He put the team on his back, and we had him mic'd up that game, and he was rallying up the troops. And right. for him, regardless of what people think think of that game, right. you got to respect the man. And just like you got to respect LeBron James, you know, regardless, like the dude is amazing. And he's 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 so old, and he's he killing it. Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, but, but I don't think he's the greatest of all time because I think he's the luckiest of all time. Because he won a lot of lucky games, Bugsy. But he has five rings. <laughs> he got five. He got five rings, man. You you can't. But look, but think about this. What about what about the spy gate? What about you can say all the, that, but let's go. Gate. You only as good as your last game. And <laughs> listen, Super Bowl Fifty One. You got to give the man respect. And okay, I can I can respect that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's amazing how people hate him, but um, I don't hate him, man. I just. I'm a Joe Montana fan. I feel like Joe Montana is the greatest quarterback of all time because he's four and zero. And I keep I don't care what people say. They always want to talk about Jerry. He had Jerry Rice. He had Jerry Rice. Okay, is that his fault? Like, what you mean? <laughs> it's like Tom. Tom goes to the Super Bowl like seemingly every year. It's it's amazing. 
and uh <laughs> but you can't erase the, the spy gate i think to, yeah i mean whatever you can feel how you feel like i said you only as good as your last game <laughs> tom is what 40 years old and they probably gonna go to the super bowl again <laughs> i would not be and surprised. you know what man and that's too i got and to your point you got to give bill belichick his credit oh my too goodness you know genius. you got to give him his credit and it's just nobody can get to tom brady that's another thing like Tom Grady kryptonite is defense. Like, that's the only way you can beat them. Because you look what the Ravens did to him. Like, that's that's the only way. Other than that, Tom Brady is going to slice and dice you. That's but the just... thing is, you look at Tom's pieces he has, they're like <laughs> mediocre players. But the, the the way Belichick uses them. I right. mean, you take his wide receiver court. Right. They they wouldn't they probably be the number two or number three receiver on any other team. Right. Let's go for it. I'm an Eagles guy. Okay. I don't think any of those wide receivers would be the number one guy on the Eagles. But the way the running backs, like they're right. they're great, their NFL players are great players, but on a different team, mm-hmm. I don't see them being some some elite players. Like, okay, the pieces that they get, they get these under the radar guys, right? And then and they just be killing. Like Amadola, like he's a he's a good receiver, but on another team, he's he average. Was, right? But he was he was killing the Falcons, and and he just was. the way. He was. The the way that or I'm that organization is just man. cut from a different club. That gotta They're be just, somebody that can take them out, man. A dynasty not in that has division. to end, man. You got Buffalo, right? New York and Miami. The Patriots are gonna run through that whole division, and then you just go into the AFC. You had the Steelers, who I think are gonna be, you know, a tough, tough, tough team. For them. Yeah. Who else in the AFC? Mate, Oakland. I think Oakland, yeah, Oakland came, they came, got Marshall Lynch, Marsh, but and I he sat out during I'm, the um, Pledge of Allegiance in the I last did see game. That. Yeah, he I sat down. I can respect that. That's the thing I don't get. Like, it's like with Ray Lewis and people that are critical of Colin Kaepernick. I don't understand that. I don't. I get even Cam Newton when it first happened. They're protecting their brands, but bro, that's not what it is. Like, that's not going to help us as a people, bro. Like, I understand you have, but you already up. So even if you speak out about it and NFL try to blow you out, you still got enough money to last a lifetime. Like, it's not like if you lose your job day tomorrow, you're done. That's what I don't understand, bro. I think that athletes are not as vocal as they should be. And it's sad. And I think the only way that a situation with a Colin Kaepernick can change is if people boycott, just like Missouri did. That's the only way it can change, bro. Yeah, it's tough because when you're bringing like sports and mm-hmm. social justice or politics together it's hard it's a it's a conflict of interest of many many parts cuz you're thinking you know you right. you're you're paid to do this this is your job do it you know you're paid well um and then you say well no i have a platform to maybe make a difference yeah. it's hard um it's tough i don't i don't know i don't know but what would you do I mean, let's just say you never worked for the NFL and you just seen some of these things that and you are very you love football, you played football. Say you wasn't associated with the NFL, what would you do? Like would you try to help these causes? Yeah, most definitely. I would if right. I had the credibility to make a difference, most definitely. I don't know if I would um my my choice of protesting wouldn't be kneeling, but I would try to mm-hmm. bridge the gap between the community and, and local law enforcement. Use my voice. I, w- I would get right. involved in the community. That that would be my way because that's something I'm passionate about. I'm okay. a people person. Right. So I would I would go in that. I would really try to make a change within mm-hmm. the communities. I would go into my community, whatever I wherever city I played at. Sickleville. Um, 
yeah, Westchester. It, it would, yeah, so maybe let's say it would, it would be like this Philadelphia area. Exactly. I would really, area. or Baltimore. Um, okay. Which is not too far that you know they're having some issues between the community and the law enforcement. Right. But I would try to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Actually, going to the problem. Okay. Um, that would be my my way of of going about it of using my my credibility to right. to really try to make a change. Okay. Now let me ask you this: Do you have um, any Super Bowl predictions already? <laughs> um, hmm. I must say, mm-hmm. hmm. Say Green Bay. Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I know. Patriots, right? I want to say Patriots, but I, I, I like the I like the Raiders, man. Seriously? I like the Raiders. I do too, man. And they got Lynch now. They got the beast move. So, because that's know. what they needed last year. They needed a good running back last year, and they didn't really have that. They needed Carr. If Carr didn't get hurt, it could have been different. Oh my gosh, Carr, man! They were such. They were doing so well. Right. Carr was playing so good. Yeah. And it's just, I love, I love. I love Carr. He's like my favorite player because I like him as a, he's an even better person. Okay. Love, have you had an opportunity to meet him? I haven't, but okay. I, I see his press conferences. We have him mic'd up. Okay, yeah. And we mic the players up, and you just see him right. on the field. And actually, we had him mic'd up when he got when He, he got, got hurt. hurt, yeah. And it was like, dang. It's like you felt so bad. He was doing so well, and it was just right. a freak accident. Okay. And, you you know, you, you hear the pain in his voice when he, when he got hurt. Right. And I was just rooting for him. He's a man of God. Yeah. That I respect so much. Just like Russell. Yeah, yeah I Russell love He's just Wilson. a good dude, man. Yeah, definitely. Great dude. So I, I'm going to say, I'm going to go on record and say mm-hmm. it's going to be Oakland huh. versus the Green Bay Packers. I, I think the Packers like, are going to do well this year. Oh, okay. I, I like that. I like that. I can see that. I will want that. I don't want to see the Patriots, please. <laughs> I really don't. Who wins the NFC East this year? You think? Man, I sure hope it's the Eagles. <laughs> uh, I'm an Eagles guy. I okay. hope. I hope. I hope it's the Eagles. Well, but, y'all got some help because Elliott is suspended for six games because of his. You know, I, don't, his, I didn't see the Cowboys doing that well. You did? Year. No, I, I thought. I think Dude the, thought the, last year was a. Are fluke. you a Cowboys fan? No, okay. I'm a 49ers fan. Are you 49? You did mention that. Um, yeah. I don't see the. I don't see the Cowboys doing that well. So I, last year was a fluke because because uh, Dak and Elliott, they're just that was just a little one year thing and that's it. They can't do it again. I, I thought they. Were, I just feel like the act, the the, mm-hmm. the targets on their backs, okay, because they're going to be so they got a lot of pressure. On I them. believe they have a lot of pressure, and I just it, it's hard to, to to repeat. Yeah, to continuously, what were they like? I forget what their record was like twelve and four or yeah, something they were crazy. Super nice, thirteen um, and three. It was something crazy. I think Philly's gonna surprise gonna do people. Well. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, they Wentz. Are. I like Wentz. Though. I like Wentz. He's nice, man. He's got a yeah. second year under his belt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, see, I'm gonna say the Eagles. The Eagles. Eagles gonna do 10 it. Ten and six. Ten and six. More like twelve and four. Twelve and four for real. You really <laughs> eleven think? and five. Oh they gonna, man, they gonna do well. Dope. The Eagles That's gonna do well. Really? Yeah. We'll see, bro. We'll see. I don't we'll know. We'll I see. know my team ain't doing well. I ain't even worried San about Fran? it. San Fran. I ain't listen. I ain't man. worried, bro. San Fran got a couple years, man. Is because ever since Jim Harbaugh left, it's just been disastrous, yeah, with, bro. Yeah, with Chip and and that's because Jed York, like the owner, he just don't get it. Like you, it's like 
you I feel like they could have came with some type of agreement. You know Harbaugh is a hard nosed coach, but you gotta work it out, bro. He's the guy. Like you gonna let a guy and then he go to Michigan and turn that team up? Like come man, on, he's man. De- he has turned that program around. Oh my Oops. gosh. They have they're like number three in a recruiting <laughs> class under Bama and like Yeah. Maybe uh, LSU or something. Or Clemson. Or yeah, one of them, you know, yeah, perennial top tier s- s- schools. But before yeah. he went to Michigan, they were terrible. They were like the worst bleed like I don't, they were just doing bro, so and bad. That, and that's a guy I'm not gonna put him up there with Bill Walsh or Bill Belichick, but Jim Harbaugh, he don't get the credit he deserves as a coach. Yeah. He really don't. Have yeah. you been to the SPs, bro? Have you not not I, the SPs. I've been to the Emmys. Okay. Um, SPs I think it's ran by ESPN. Yeah. So I have not been to SPs. Okay. Yeah. But is that on your bucket list? <laughs> I mean, yeah, one day. I mean, yeah, especially if somebody sending me to go. Most definitely. That would be, that'll be amazing. So I want to talk about Kyrie Irving. He's crying wolf. He wants to leave the Cavs. Is, it, is this a publicity stunt or does he really want to? And I want to know, bro, when you got, when you're playing behind a guy like a LeBron James, if it was you, would you want to continue to learn from LeBron or would you want to go to another team and be the leader? It depends. I mean, you know, Kyrie's been in the league for five plus years and, right. you know, he wants to be, he feels he's deserving to be um, arguably one of the best players ever played in the NBA. And, right. you know, when you know that you're capable of doing it right. and you're not going to have the opportunity, I don't blame him. I don't blame him for... <laughs> From wanting to, but what about him dancing, wetting, and at you know, and Steph Curry, and them making fun of LeBron's workout? I mean, come on, that's your teammate still. You can't. I mean, me personally, I think he he's just because it's if he wants to be arguably the greatest player or be in that conversation. Okay. We measure greatness by rings, right? And you see how the West is stacking up. If he goes to just another team, especially in the East Coast, he's not going to be. They have he has no chance of beating <laughs> Golden State, and then you have Houston, right? And who who's stacking their team up? Yeah, you got San Antonio. Don't forget about San Antonio. Yeah, they Kawhi don't, don't, and they still are nice. They still they nice. And I believe that that they would have won if it wasn't for Kawhi Leonard getting hurt. Oh, most definitely, they would have knocked off the Warriors. The the San Antonio Spurs are the NBA's version of the New England Patriots. There's nothing flashy about them. Nope. They're coached well. They got yeah, great players. Pop, man. I mean, they just, they're amazing. And I just think that, because they were saying he may go to Phoenix or Minnesota. And, and it's just like, these teams are good, but you're right. not, not going to be able to contend against the West Coast because they're stacking up. I mean, even OKC with getting Paul George. Right. So, um, I mean, I think it's if he's trying to win rings, he needs to stay in Cleveland because they can. can they, got, they're yeah. the best Team contender to beating Golden State. Golden State is going to the Western Conference. It's either going to be Golden State or San Antonio. Yep. Unless there's some type of crazy freak injury yep. that happens. Golden State, they're just too powerful. <laughs> I think San Antonio, <laughs> I, I think Houston, you know, they're going to go far, but it's going right. to be like um, you, you have a lot of these good players, but they have to get that chemistry together. Absolutely. Golden State, they already got it. Right. So it's if, if Kyrie wants to be one of the, the great players they're going to measure him by rings and if he wants to win rings he needs to stay in Cleveland, Cleveland I agree with that so, definitely I, but I get it I mean he wants to be the man so yeah, can't blame him I can respect yeah. that who's the best player who's the best player in the NBA is it Kevin Durant because he got a ring now or it's LeBron James man LeBron 
And I'm not even a LeBron <laughs> fan. You not? But I, no. Nah. Why? I, I was why, a Kobe it, fan. So that's what I might <laughs> ask you, bro. Because I said this before. I said that if LeBron would have won last year, he would have eclipsed Kobe. Do you think nah, that? Just going off of, because <laughs> someone asked Michael Jordan this question. Kobe got Kobe got five rings. Right. And that, that that's all that needs to be said. LeBron, <laughs> I do think if he would have beat the Golden State Warriors, that would have just gave him, gave him more even more power right. to just have the argument. But calling it spade by spade, LeBron is still the best player in the NBA. And okay. he'll he'll have that crown for at least another two or three years. Okay. Um coming after I mean Kevin Durant. So is he going past the torch to Kevin Durant? You think LeBron? Or is it going to go to somebody else? Because a lot of people feel like it could go to Curry, it can go to Durant. It can go to Westbrook. It can, oh, it yeah. can go to Harden. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't leave them out. I mean, you can't leave them out, though. That's true. Because you think about it, will KD ever win an MVP? Right. I don't know. Right. Right. Because I don't even know if he was in the in the top. I think he's probably in the top five, but okay. if. It was between Westbrook and Harden, right? His two, his former teammates, and then, then you got LeBron, right? And then I don't know, maybe KD's in the in the conversation. Yeah, it so, depends. I don't know. I still think. Mm-hmm. And then you you can't forget Steph. Like Steph, just, he still was putting up like twenty eight a game. He just didn't have to score forty five points because a game. he had the rank. He didn't have to, and it's right. just like you can't say he fell off. And Steph definitely ain't fall off, but no, he just no. he didn't have to do as much. So. Yeah, I agree. Now, hip-hop turned 44 this past week. Let's talk a little bit of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. So, when you are getting ready for your games as a wide receiver, who do you listen to? Who do who do you bump when you're getting ready, workouts, and different things like that? Meek Mill. <laughs> for real? Meek Mill. Yeah. Yo, Meek Mill. <laughs> that's for real. Man. So, that's your guy? Man, Meek Mill, he spit that work. And uh, right. he just got that, that good hype music. Makes you want to just go out there and just take on the world. So uh, shout out to Meek, but yeah, man, Meek Mill. So you like his new album? Cause I felt like Wins and Losses is his best body of work. Man, Wins and Losses. I mean, he just came so hard. Like, just it was like old Meek. Cause I grew up. Yeah. And I'm from Jersey, so we're. I feel like in Jer- South Jersey's culturalized by Philadelphia, and oh, just you the believe whole- that? Yeah, cool. most definitely, without a doubt. Um, but most Jersey people wouldn't admit that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, every from, I think a lot of people from New Jersey bang with Meek so heavy as if he was from New Jersey. South, <laughs> a lot of people know North Jersey and South Jersey are so different. I mean, I feel That's like true. North Jersey, they're they, culturalized by New York and South Jersey, we're culturalized by, by Philly. Philly. We're so close. Um, but growing up, Meek Mill, when he was doing the, the raps on the... I remember growing up, you know, you remember LimeWire? Yeah. That's yeah. like, you know, you I used to download, download the songs. So I remember yeah. growing up and just like, you listen to Reed, you hear Reed Dollars come out, but I remember Meek Mill with mm. the, the nappy braids and right. on the corner, just in front of the cars with his dudes in the back, and he's just, just going in for five, ten minutes. Yeah. And that's what and I them grew DVDs, up. headshots. Yeah, headshot exclusive. Got yeah. streets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like, especially in wins and, like mm-hmm. the um, wins and losses in 1942 flow. Right. And, I mean, there's a couple, but those two, you just Heavy Heart me. is my favorite. Who? Heavy, Heavy Heart. Heavy Heart? Yeah, yeah, when you talk about his feelings, with yeah. Nicki Minaj being uh-huh. hurt by that. And, and boys all. that kind of, you know, abandoned like him. Kind of him, yeah. It was just like... I was just listening to it the other day, just driving in the car. You know when you're driving in a car, you're just not even paying attention. 
Right. You just like so zoned out. No, yeah. And you just like I was listening to what he was saying. And sometimes you just like, yo, how did I not even get in a crash? You know, it's like you so I'm so in tune in with the music. Saying. And I exactly. was just like, yo, Meek is going in. And it's just like I feel like hip hop needed that well, Meek needed that to kind of bounce back. He did, but definitely. I think hip hop needed it because Meek wasn't talking about what we hearing with the rappers and so much of Pop and Molly's and, right. and Zannies and, you know, just dumb stuff. Like Meek had a message, you know, talking about, right. you know, his relationships coming up from the hood and yeah. and just, you know, losing some friends. And, and really, when he needed people the most, they weren't there. And it's just like, dang, like Meek is killing. That. You can He's, relate to that. So It's relatable, bro. It was relatable and it was just like, you know, it was awesome. I lo- I really liked that album. It was dope. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely, man. Well, listen, bro. I also want to know with your work with NFL Films, you had the opportunity to do things with the Forty ers mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears. Like mm-hmm. you had a chance to interview some prominent people. Like, how do you prepare for interviews? Research, just like okay. how like you know you, you do your research. <laughs> me. Whenever, yeah. cause you right. one thing I learned with interviewing people, it's an art. It's a science. So definitely. the first thing you want to do is because you got to know what you're talking about. You have to have that credibility. Yeah. Definitely. And someone has to gain that trust. So research people like how you, you know, you had to do your research on me. You right. had to know your background on me. So you ain't not, you're not saying information that's incorrect. Because exactly. the minute as a, as a journalist or, or as a, a host, right. immediately you had that credibility. You lose that credibility if you don't know what you're talking about. So preparing for interviews with teams and players, I have to do my research. I got to know exactly what I'm doing. Right. And it's to the point where I memorize it so I'm having a conversation. Oh, and which is okay. like, I'm doing my research when I'm going, I'm on a plane headed in route to where I'm interviewing a person. I'm studying, I'm studying. I got to be on top of my game. I got to know everything about this person. Absolutely. So when I'm asking those questions, it's a conversation because I'm trying to gain your trust. So you give me the answers that I need exactly. so I can go back to NFL Films and tell you a story. Right. So it starts from research, knowing what I want, what I need. Right. And going out there and getting it, just like anything in this world, um, being an athlete, you gotta study your opponent Definitely. and know their every move. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you're actually performing, right. so you can perform at your highest level. So Definitely. So what's next for you, bro? Um, I, I really appreciate you coming on this podcast and um, everything you've done for the community, for sports at such a young age. It's like your your peak i don't i don't you know the sky's the limit because like i said Thank you're you, a, a very it. young 24 you yeah. know you're young it's not like you know what i mean it's not like you're it's like crazy bro it's an amazing story <laughs> Thank you. but Appreciate where it. do you see yourself like what's next i know you was in new orleans mm-hmm. at you know the journalist you know expo and all that mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that but talk a little bit about what's next and how important storytelling is when it comes to journalism man storytelling is, is the most important thing I feel in the world. Stories connect people. You go back to the biblical times. It was stories. Right. It's Absolutely. stories. You no matter where you come from, what the way you grew up, it's a story that connects two people from different backgrounds and Absolutely. environments together. And as a journalist, you have that ability to make a change. And for me, I'm a man of purpose and I you know I want to make a change in this world. So I want to use stories. Right. to bridge the gap between people. And for me, I'm all about inspiration. Right. So I want to use stories to inspire people, that when people see the stories that I've produced, that God has given me, right. that I can maybe make a change in this world. 
Absolutely. And I look at it, the world as, if I could change the life of one person, then I, done, I did my job. I had a purpose in this life, in this world. So for what's next for me, I want to use my story. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I want to, you know, rise in my company, you know, God willing, right. and do some amazing things, continue um, telling great football stories and, and, you know, rise up the ranks to tell even better stories. Right. Um, well, and does it, not to cut you off, but does your voice be behind some of these NFL films? Like, do you actually be talking, doing a voiceover for it? Not NFL films. I write. I write the the narration in which we'll hire a narrator, a voiceover talent, okay, to to go over what I'm what I'm writing. Okay. Um, if I if I was to do that, I would go into the profession of being a narrator, a voiceover talent. Okay. At NFL films, we just we don't do any voice, so we don't. It's it's not for us. It's right. For, You're for, just a producer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll we'll produce it and we'll we'll create the the product and content mm-hmm. how it's supposed to be, but we'll have people we'll have a voiceover talent to, to actually voice over. It. Just like when you think of a commercial or radio right. announcement, somebody's writing that script. Exactly. And, then there's, and I'm the one actually saying it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm the I'm the voice. I'm You're the, the voice. I'm the, yeah. So I'm, I'm just think part. of like your um. The Dosecki's guy, you know, yeah, yeah. he's the, the most interesting man in the world. There's somebody wrote that script, and then you have voiceover time. So that's how we operate at NFL Films. But what's next for me? I want to keep on using my story okay. to make a change in this world. You know, I want to mm-hmm. specifically help young young men in right. this world to to chase their dreams. Okay. Um, especially you know minority men, where we're you know they're told that they can't be anything in this world. Absolutely. That they're, they're only going to be this or that. You yeah, know, and exactly. I, I want to show. I want to show, especially in the urban community, you can be something. You can, you don't have to be what the the world says you're gonna be. Right. You know, why? Cause you're. I, I'm. I look just like you. I'm no different than you. Right. But I've been exposed to a world that people can only dream about. That's true. That's a fact. I mean, I've been to the past two Super Bowls. I mean, people who don't go there in a lifetime. I mean, not in a lifetime, but I'm I'm sent there. I'm paid to go there, and it, it's a it's a right. it's a privilege. Absolutely. But I had to work hard to get here i can't you know in the black community it's it's sad for me you know you the way the world is is structured you have to look a certain way Mm. so you know i can't so it's perception it is perception and you have to come correct you know i would never be able to do what i do for the nfl if i come in with my pants sagging absolutely because they you know just the world is set up you can't you there's certain things you you cannot do and I want to teach young men. That's why I dress up every day. I dress up. That's yeah, why I dress you, up. You, man, look, <laughs> you got to go to this man's Instagram, man. His, his, his dress game is GQ to the, to the T, bro. It. I appreciate I, I never seen nothing on your Instagram that shows sneakers. <laughs> Shorts is always Gucci shoes. Nah, not, I, don't, I can't afford no Gucci. <laughs> but it's always tailor-made suits, bro. Thank you. I, but you like a reason. young Stevie Har- Steve Harvey, bro. Man, I appreciate it. The, the dressing up, man, it's a clean look. You're respected on a, you're respected. Right. And you know, with that, I'm breaking the stereotype of black men that we are just thugs. We, we, you know, we wear our pants sagging Please. and 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 I'll, and what you look like a what the world sees as you being a thug. Exactly. If you see a, you, and I, I break that stereotype, and that's you why I do it. Do, I want to show people that you know, as a black man, we can dress nice. Right. And, um, you know, I'm also dressing for the job I want. You know, I'm dressing for success, so it's become a part of me in which your parents, people literally judge you on how you look, especially because of the color of your skin. So you have to come correct. So, right. I um, agree with that. So I want to teach young men through my story. Right. Because the journey to NFL was not easy. 
I didn't I, I didn't know I didn't know anybody in the NFL. I didn't you know I, I didn't have the privilege to just walk in. Right. I had to work for it. I used to be a substitute teacher out of college, out of Westchester. I tell a lot of people, I used to be a substitute teacher for six months before I got my break. It took me ten months to get a full time job, mm. and it was some of the worst times of my life. Coming to that school Coming, every day, yeah. going to something that's not really no, your, considered your dream. What I went to school for, you know, exactly. I I loved being there to to help the kids and and mentor and, and talk to the kids and try to help them out so they can chase their dreams, but. When you're not where you want to be and you're not happy, right? It's tough when you go home and you got student loans and you got bills and you don't know how you're gonna pay them. You you working you you living check to check and it's hard. Definitely, bro. And you go to, and you like, Dad, what am I gonna do? And it seems like that window of opportunity for your dream is closing. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Right. But you gotta sit there. You gotta saddle you up. Gotta and you gotta out. figure it out. And it all worked out. You can't give up. No. And just real short, my breakthrough happened in 2015. The same year I was a some two teacher was the same year I became the youngest full time producer African American producer at NFL Films. The same year I won an Emmy. My whole breakthrough was in that same year. But if I had given up, which I wanted to, wanted to if I have given, if I would give, if I gave up, I would have never been able to walk through the window of opportunity like I am now. Right. And I tell a lot of people it's possible. You know why? Because you're looking at somebody. You're looking at it. There's a difference between someone that mm-hmm. cliche, you know, you can do anything. You just keep on chasing your dream. But I'm, you're looking you're, at that you're person. You're living it. And I'm not telling you no no fantasy. I did it. Right. So what makes me different than you? Because I'm not the most gifted, most talented, the most special person right. in NFL films. No. Exactly. It was my work ethic. It was me just trusting the journey. Right. And I tell a lot of people, there's no difference between you and me. Right. The only difference is I started before you. So how about you just follow my steps and how about you come and, and now you can... Live the, the dream that you always dreamt of. So Yeah, definitely. And now, you know, I've been doing it for, I'm going on three years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell you what, man, I never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing now. And it's truly a blessing. Not to, and, you know, I'm like, wow. Sometimes I have to, like, literally pinch myself, like, how did, I, how did this happen? Yeah. How do I walk I, into and, NFL films and be able to do what I do? And it's, like, it's truly a blessing. But it's one of those things, you work for it, yeah. now own it. Because now I'm there, now I got to keep on working hard. And to, you got to stay above. Because once on you elevating. get there, you got to keep it. Right. You don't just get there and then you don't keep it. You got to so. get there to keep it. You got to stay hungry. Yep. And a lot of people stay say, foolish. well, Court, you know, don't don't get complacent. I'm like, when it's deeper than you, you can't get complacent. Because I got my little brother looking up to me. Okay. My, You know, it, it, I got people from my, my town, my city right. looking up to me. So it isn't about me. So you don't have to worry about me ever being complacent because I'm hungry. You know, I want to be... I want to reach my full potential. I want, I want to be one of the great yeah. storytellers that ever lived this world. And I know I have the potential. So I just got to keep on doing it and learning and growing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Definitely, man. just trying to tell stories that will inspire people to change the world. Nothing but a blessing, bro. Well, I, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. I do it for hip hop podcast. This is I do it for hip hop podcast. This is your boy DJ Bugsy. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, DJ Bugsy215. Keep it hip hop. Peace.